Uh, I just want a lot. Is that too much to ask? And if it is, I guess I'm taking by force just to make them mad. Had a lot of time to think with the little time that I had. I gotta get this for myself and that's explaining why I just want a lot. Is that too much to ask? If it's too much for me to carry, don't worry, I brought some bags. I'm prepared for everything while they doubt me and that's just sad. When that time comes, I'ma have them feeling bad. Just a little mad that they missed the glow up. Half of them won't show up. Tell them take a seat, let them get caught up in the sofa. Tell your MCs hang it up because my ride's block is over. I'm a monster when it comes to the microphone, hand it over. Urging any opponent to label me as an omen and fear of losing their moment. I'm on them with them on phone. Ain't no place that's gonna own them. Evil, I know it's crazy. Yo, you're listening to a brand new episode of Threes from the Ring. Of course, it's your boy Chris J. I don't know what episode we on, but I think it's 25, maybe 26, maybe 200. Lord knows. But uh, all I know is Cersei is up 3 1. And uh, they out here blowing leads out here, G, out on the north, G. Dragons dying, black women dying, G. Tweaking out here in these streets. Man, look, Joe. Right now, Cersei is kind of like the Golden State Warriors when Kyrie went down. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Joe, it's, 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 man. Yo, the, the North was already weakened because of Kevin Love. Now the fact that Kyrie went down. Well, the North, well, Kevin Love is symbolic of the Whites and the Night King Washington, about 70% of the Army. Then, you know, Kyrie is just, um, he's, uh, uh, I don't know, it's a spider right here. Let me kill this mug. He's, um, what's that dragon name? Rhaegal. And I'm so hurt. Rhaegal was one of my favorite characters. He was in my top ten. Uh, I love the goddamn dragons if that, as if they was my kid. I'm not lying to you. I love those dragons. I know this is not a Game of Thrones podcast. But goddamn, we record this on Sundays. We literally right out the Game of Thrones. So it's going to be fresh on our mind. Exactly. Like- Get your butt back. Exactly. Rest in peace, them. Rest in peace, Regology. Like, like, come on, man. Like that. That was John's dragon. For those who wanted, who kind of confused on which dragon's which, because it's. I still get confused. But I was. Hold on, wait. That, was it Regal or was it Viserion? No, no, that was Regal. That was Regal. Viserion, Viserion was, was the, the first one that died, right? Yeah, Viserion right. was the one Night King was uh, riding around flexing in. Oh. But yeah, but yeah. So rest in peace, Regal. And like G. All I know is we it's real Mad Queen hours next episode, G. We're about to get oh, yeah. we're about to get a lot of bloodshed, a lot of niggas dying. She, so. she about to go full psychopath Kobe. She is not about to assist anybody, Joe. We're gonna have to hold that. But oh yeah, actually this is episode thirty. After I just count it actually. So yeah, this is episode thirty. So hey, we in a It's very fitting how we about to swing our Steph Curry too in that future. Too fitting, G. Oh yeah, shout out to uh my man Zotime Podcast, cause that man be giving uh well everybody on Twitter's been giving him uh Steph Curry bars, but the uh that man Zotime uh Zotime Podcast, G, that he is giving bars to that man number 30 g like that man literally throwing subtle ways of bars g about that man g so i'm not mad at it i'm all for it but let's just go straight into the second round playoff uh stuff because it is a few outside playoff stuff i want to talk about but let's go ahead and just talk about warriors versus rockets um yesterday was game four game four right or game three i think it was game Boys versus Rockets. It yeah, would be was, game three because yeah, was, Warriors was up too. Yeah, there we go. So that was game four yesterday. Uh, game three yesterday. It was game so, three. 
And pretty much, like, the Rockets needed to win that game. And they came out and hoop. Well, everybody that wasn't named James Harden came out to try to hoop in some capacity. And uh, then, everybody named other than named James Harden, other than Chris Paul. Yeah. Chris Paul still is not, you know, playing that guy Don contract. Still that nigga butt cheeks. That nigga's mid. And if you listening and you think Chris Paul is having a good playoffs, you are tweaking hard as hell. This ain't, a, this ain't a Cal Lowry situation either. It's not a Cal Lowry situation, bro. And, and which, because Cal Lowry, don't get me wrong, Cal Lowry being butt cheeks too. But this ain't a Cal Lowry. Well, with Chris Paul on the court, it does so. No, no. You got to score against the Warriors. This is not, no, this is, and shout to Eric Gordon being the second best player on that guy darn team. Yeah, because he's, Eric Gordon stepped up yesterday, dropped 30 to help with Harden's 40 oh, just yeah. to get them there. Like, yeah, Chris Paul had 15. Congratulations. But, like, the differences compared to last year is that Chris Paul doesn't have an effect on the court compared to last year's nope. series. Like, you see Chris Paul, but it's not like, oh, my God. Like, gee, like, Harden didn't have to play this hard. Oh, yeah, and plus, let's also give uh, James Harden some respect, G, because he 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 showed that he don't need free throws. This is when I say James exactly. Harden don't need the freaking 2K cheese his way through um, games. This is what I mean that he don't need to do it. And, the team is burnt off when they play that way. So Yeah. Uh, and I will also credit that to the refs. The refs been saying, look, we not we not about to call every call, Joe. Some mm-hmm. some of them it's it's like sometimes it's fouls on both ends. Yeah. And they not calling them joints. And I don't want to call it like bad officiating, but they let the game play. They said we're not gonna be the reason a team win the game. And I respect I, I totally respect that because yeah. um I hate watching somebody just walk to the foul line and shoot shots every freaking game, bro. It literally irks me. So watching that that the refs is not blowing in whistles, especially with the Rockets, you know the Rockets get calls. So and I, I love one of the crazy things is I love when the Rockets like complain about um calls and then you look at the box score and stuff. After the goddamn, uh, after the goddamn game, and you see that the Rockets had like twenty-seven free throws to the other team, fourteen, and you be like, "Huh, they don't get called." But that's neither here nor there. Shout out to the, I guess I don't know if that's like a bad thing to say. Shout out to the refs because people hate refs, but it was it's better than um, it's better than uh, you know, all you hearing is whistles and James Harden got seventy-two, but shooting twenty from twenty from the free throw line. <laughs> exactly, but um. But, yeah, like, I would say overall with this series, like, at the end of the day, like, respect to, like, Harden, Eric Gordon, and even, like, the supporting cast of the uh, Rockets for pulling out game three because they were a very – they were Steph Curry tweaking away from literally blowing it because they had control of the game. KD said, okay, you know what? I gave you niggas chances. Gave y'all chances. Okay, now I got to show y'all why I'm Kevin Durant. And activated and literally showed why, like, they need to throw that man. Now, it's not even just throwing the bag, but you need to make that man feel like he's the man of that team. Because, like, he, this, compared to, like, the past two years, this is a year, three years, two years of the KD era, this year just feels like more of the, like, yeah, like, it reminds me of like the last year of LeBron with the Heat. 
where it was just like, you feel like, yeah, I think LeBron leaving because, like, he's carrying these niggas at this point. Like, LeBron is legit doing everything in his power to get them through the playoffs, everything in his power to walk the band with the team and all of that. Kevin Durant's doing it this year, I feel like. And it's reminiscent of that. And KD can use it to be like, look, man, like, I understand Steph is walk the band to y'all, but, nigga, I dragged y'all to the finals and I dragged y'all to the goddamn championship. So, uh, mm-hmm. it's not even about making me uh, paid. It's about making me feel like the man here. I want my goddamn respect. And, it, like, yeah, Steph is important. And the team plays so much better when Steph is good. But Steph has been very much mid since game three of, fir- of the first round. And a dialogue about that is very important because people sitting there, like, we, we giving KD his credit because they're winning games with him playing like this. But at the same time, like, he's playing like this because Steph isn't making shots. Like, he's getting shot attempts. He's just not making shots. And that doesn't help the, their cause at all because it's making the game harder. It's make, if anything, it makes it easy for the other teams because it's like, okay, I'd rather I'm, let KD kill, kill us. Let KD kill us. Let KD kill us and move on. So. I, I totally agree. Uh. I, it's just like with me, I don't know that. Like, I would say one thing I would want for them to do is to get Steph Curry in a flow early, and try to and try to get plays going in the fact that if you you KD is feeding stuff, you know, because KD is playing a, a, a wonderful, doing wonderful in playmaking, and KD is feeding stuff, so they playing off of each other. Other than because a lot happened in the game in which I. It's KD turn, Steph turn. KD turn, Steph turn. It's KD turn, Steph turn. And then it just became Steph, you being garbage. KD, like, it was, I think in the second half, KD had most of the possessions. And I know you want to do that with your star player, but we also have to remind yourself this is Warriors basketball, in which it's not supposed to just be one person's possession. It's mm-hmm. everybody's possession. And what I want is for KD to... And, and KD's way of his offense is to integrate stuff more. So not pass a wide open shots, but find a way for the defense to come to you and you able to feed it to Steph and get Steph a rhythm. Because I think he did – and it's, there's no excuse in that God darn L.A. series, right? No excuse. You just play garbage. But in this series, I think he doesn't have a rhythm. You know, he's not, he's not shooting the shots that he's supposed to be shooting. Or even if he's shooting these threes or wide open threes, it's kind of like, eh. You know what I mean? You know, when you see somebody like, when you see KD, when you see KD hitting these mid-rangers over people's faces, he needs uh, these post-fades and these threes in niggas' faces as well, he's in a rhythm. And it's feel like Steph is not in a rhythm. You know, and it, it's weird because it never was like this. And, it, you know, Steph is really playing like Raymond Sesters right now, and that sucks. It mm. sucks really freaking bad. So, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I'm a I'm big on Steph. I do believe he's the second best point guard of all time. And I really, really hate the fact that he's struggling right now. Yeah, I hear you. For me, I'm still king of the uh, F. Steph Curry bandwagon, forever will. But, yeah, but, like, at the same time, I'm not going to let my bias cloud me. He has to, at the end of the day, he has to play better. Because regardless, like, he put these expectations on himself. You're the first unanimous MVP ever. 
Yeah. Like Michael Jordan doesn't even have that. LeBron doesn't have that. Kobe don't even got that right. So Will Chamberlain of, don't even have that. Will Chamberlain, like a lot of top there's a lot of top ten players that don't have that, G. You have that, G. K D doesn't have that. So and if people put them want to keep put them in a conversation with the Bronze, the Kobe's, the uh Tim Duncans, the Magics, the Mikes in the world, but you can't be Yeah, and even the KDs, but you can't be what I would call like moving the goalposts with it, G. Like it it, yeah. it it you can't just keep moving the goalposts. Like if you want him in that conversation, we have to treat him in that conversation. That's why like I get hard on Kobe stands because I'm like, y'all like I put these facts down. And y'all move the goalposts for the man. I'm like, no, it don't work that way. Cause like when you want to put somebody in goat standards, you gotta you gotta base it on goat standards. So like at the end of the day, it is what it is. Like was Steph at the end of the day be the possibly the greatest point guard ever played? Good chance. But at the same time, like he can't be having these moments. He can't. It's no absolute reason why. Like every year in the playoffs, it's kind of expected. Like yo, Steph might uh be trash here. You know, like he have his flashes. He have these flashes where it's like, "Oh my God, it's Steph Curry." There we go. But then, but it's like very timely as well. Like, for all I know, in Game Four, that man's about to have forty points off. Uh, forty points off, ten for ten from three point line. And so, this is the thing that what I noticed. It's like, and I don't know what it is, but something takes him out in the. I'm not even gonna go go to the when you know the Warriors lost to the Cleveland, they blew a three one lead. But in the finals after that, we was looking at dang Steph Curry might win his finals MVP. Cleveland steals one game. Steph Curry is nowhere to be found for the rest of the series almost. Uh-huh. And it's weird to me. Like same thing. I guess what happened to the OKC series when they blew the three one lead. Clay Thompson has to God get them back in. Yeah, and then so, it's just like always at the right time, Steph pops up and be like, "There we go," and puts a stamp on the game. That, that's just, yeah, that's, that's the natural weird. playoff thing with Steph. At the end of the day, like even like that first championship they won, like the nigga was getting worked, and then he didn't come alive until game at the second half of game three or four. I forgot game four. Where he came alive and been like, all right, let me put my stamp on the game. So, like, like I said, he he, it's like I I don't know what it is. It's like at the same time, it's like same. I would say it's probably the way he's officiated come playoff time because it's like team like you could play a more physical brand of basketball in the playoffs, so it's easier to ha- like be able to run him off, uh, run him off the three point line. It's easier to like frustrate him with the uh. With the uh, grabbing and the pushing and all of that as well, and then but, the Rockets have okay. one of the better players who who knows the blueprint. Cleveland kind of made the blueprint of like, yo, this is how at least you can limit this man. And Shumpert is right there defending him. Okay, I agree with that. But like, when has that ever really hindered him? Like, because I'm thinking of it now, right? I'm thinking of it, and in the finals, you can say that, right? But in usually Steph Curry is not that other than that one time against OKC. He's really not that bad when it comes to regular games in a playoff. He does really, 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 really good. And it's not like it's not like what KD does, but it's serviceable. It gets the job done. It's kind of like what Jimmy Butler doing for Philly, right? 
So I don't. I, it's kind of not an excuse to say that you know the the teams play him better. In which I believe teams. And this video is to show that teams play Steph hard in the regular season. Mm-hmm. They bump him. They throw him on the ground just because of what he does as a team, and they never stopped him. Agreed. So it, it, I don't know. I think it's it's definitely mental. And I is, is he in it? I don't know because it's hard to say. You know, Steph Curry got to see the shots go down when that has never been part of Steph Curry's game is make, waiting for the shots to go down because they you just know they goes down. And the same thing with Clay, like Clay missing a lot of shots too, but Clay is serviceable somewhere else. Exactly, he will shut down. He so, will literally do what he can defensively. So, and that was the thing too. The Rockets abused Steph Curry on defense. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of times either Eric Gordon or James Harden switched on Steph Curry, and they got an easy layup. And it's well, one of those expected. situations that's nothing where new. that's nothing new. I know, but this is different, bro. Like Steph Curry, at times could have held his own when Kyrie yammed him up a couple times. Right? It wasn't every possession when Kyrie yammed the man up, he was hurt. You know, and. Is the Rockets team really better than that Cleveland team? Hell no, not to me. So, like, you really, there's really no excuse. My dog just scared the crap out of me. There's really no excuse in, you know, why he's being that much of a defensive liability. You know, and and there's another thing when we when we talk about you, we, we put you where the greats at, that's something you're going to have to fix. Every great, when they had problems in their game, and shoot, LeBron still get criticism for her and for his, but at least that's something you really can't fix. The same thing with Shaq, the free throw thing. You can fix it, but that's really something you can't, like, because they do so much. But when it comes to, like, defense and stuff like that, when he came to make his shot, like, KG knew in order for him to win a championship, what he had to do? He had to make mid-ranger. And he had to be – he at least had to have somebody guard him from the three-point line, right? That's what KD, uh, KG did, right? When – when, let me think, when, 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 when Dwayne Wade wanted to win with LeBron was on the team, what he had to do? He had to he's, play, he had to play Robin, he sacrificed. right? He, he sacrificed and, a lot. He And and I'm not saying Steph Curry got a sacrifice, that's not what I'm saying, even though I believe he all did, because watching somebody score 40 and you take an L, make a surprise. Take 40 and, and catch an L, you know, you, you kind of... You already kind of uh, gave up the reins to that ship, and I'm pretty sure everybody on that court knows that Steph Curry is the best player. I mean, that KD is the best player on that team. I'm pretty sure because Steve Kerr said it already. Um, with what I'm trying to say is, he has to. If you're not, and and, and it is weird because it seems like Steph Curry is getting that Kobe treatment. Other than the jokes, you know, the jokes are sad. You're gonna call him Raymond, says you're gonna call him Derek Fisher. That's always gonna laugh. We yeah, skills. But he's another person that people are gonna cape for just because of his his shot, and that's that shouldn't happen. I love Steph Curry, but that shouldn't happen. Like I put him with Steph Curry at his best, top four, top three, because he's literally unstoppable. But in the playoffs, it shows how he's not even right now. He's not even top five players in the playoffs right now, and that sucks. Shouldn't even be like that. So I'm saying, so what I'm trying to say, long story short, is that he shouldn't. There's no excuse for him to be. There's, there was no great 
even though people overrate Kobe's defense, none of the greats were a mismatch on defense. Like none of the greats were, all right, we put, we, we put, we, we, we switch, we switch this person on Steph, we switch this person on Braun, we know we're going to get a score. We switched it. No, it was never like that. Even if you look in the history, and I'm talking about greats, I'm not talking about like teams that won chips, like, you know, like God darn the Boston team with Paul Pierce. I'm talking about greats, I'm talking about like Kobe, Braun, Mike, all the dudes that made even like IT to an extent. He, Hakeem, definitely. Like, there was no great where you could say, all right, we know Steph Curry's weakness is this. So let's exploit that. Nobody. So it, it's, it's going to have to be a change. One, you're going to have to. I feel like it's so crazy, and I'm, I'm going to let you speak out that say this, that every team right now is not literally fighting for a chip. Except for, and except for, except for Milwaukee. Nuggets in Portland, but the other three teams are literally fighting for their free agents to stay. Agreed. That's their goal. <laughs> like, and how they fight is the production they have on the court. And it's so weird. But long story short, Steph Curry has to be more productive, and not just points, but on defense too. And he can do it because he has had times when he was good defensively. I believe the other series in which. The the one when KD came, he was good defensively on Kyrie because Kyrie was was really mid at that series. It's so a swing good, like okay, serviceable. It's a difference. But you know, I'm sorry, Charlotte. Like, they just have to. He has to get better, and it's it's not just a it's not just a, like what we're talking about, Cal Lowry. It's a you're one of the greats type thing. We can't see you fall type thing. Mm-hmm. Don't become the nearest stormborn type thing. Mm. So yeah. Agreed. All right. So regardless, I still got the uh, words in five. Like I think Steph's going. <laughs> still words. Kenny and Kenny like, dropped forty this game. He dropping fifty minutes. Exactly. <laughs> and then, like, I feel like Steph's gonna have a wake up game, and like it'll be good from there. And if Steph does have a wake up game, Clay's gonna have a freaking game. So. <laughs> That's all I'm yeah. gonna say, but, uh, but yeah. So I feel like, like, pretty much the Warriors took the Rockets' best match this game, and the Rockets barely won. So uh, let's talk about the Nuggets in uh, Portland. This is honestly <sighs> shockingly the best series, like in terms of just watching it. Like, even though Dame has been like yeah. we give a step a hard time, Dame has been pretty mid this series too. Like, He's been pretty mid, and, and like it's showing how trash, showing how trash Westbrook defense is. By the way, but continue. Yeah, yeah. I don't put think Gary Harris is that great of a defender, like solid, <laughs> but I don't think he's good. But uh, I feel like it's more of a team defense error. I mean, yeah. effort when it comes to Dame, yeah. than it is like, oh my god, Gary Harris is locking that man down. Tory Craig is doing this thing on Dame and all of that. But, like, Ooh. they're making Dame work. and But at the same time, I would say this Dame hasn't necessarily disappeared on the court either. Like, I've seen him make his effect. But, um, and then even with, like, and but I would say that CJ McCollum has definitely stepped up where Dame has been light. And for the Blazers to come out this series, Dame needs to have a Dame game. Like, he needs to be, he needs to help CJ. He can't be the only one scoring. Especially when uh, Jokic is freaking beating the hell out of Cantor, uh, like 
with some uh very dirty uh tactics can be mad at it it's it's basketball at the end of the day but that man is really Jokic is getting away with some shit with cannon it's like as if the uh turkey's turkey government told that man take him out or something for him Mm -hmm. but um but yeah I, i still got portland to win it but uh even though the nuggets won they day near lost it because they had a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter and the blazers still came back off the uh, off the work of uh, Dame, Ronnie Hood, and uh, CJ, so it's like. But I respect. I, if it's one thing, I would say the Nuggets is is earning my respect. Like I see why they're the number two seed. They ain't going out like no hoes. But it's portions. But at the same time, like this series would not be two two right now if Dame has been playing a lot better. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, uh, I think in order for one, they're gonna have to. Involve, what's the other tall nigga on their team, Joe? Um, tall white dude, Zach Collins. What's his name? They gonna have to find a way to involve Zach Collins. He's horrible defensively. That's the thing. He's horrible. But but, but Paul Millsap and is running the muck on their on their front court. Cantor is already serviceable on defense. So like you 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 need somebody else. I think this is. I think uh, also I think it not necessarily on the stars' talent. This game it's a a coaching thing. Like they're gonna have to outcoach each other. Like what I mean by putting the right people in and things of that nature. Leaving Jotic in was probably not the best coaching decision for Mike Malone. Like him making him play sixty four minutes. There's somebody else you could put on that court for her. Those minutes, yeah, I'm surprised like he didn't give Miles Plumley a little run because yeah, Miles Plumley like, been, always plays really well. Like, like if you know, like Jokic is not the he's literally like a Serbian Boogie Cousins in a sense of like the type yeah. of shape they in. Like they both look sw- they like that they're like dad bodish. It's like you look at them and be like, damn, they intimidating, but at the same time they look fat swole. Not like Thor, but like they just got a really mean dad bod, and it's just like you know they're not in they, their condition ain't the best. So, like, like I would like if I like that's I feel like the story is why I lost game three because Jokic literally played a whole sixty two minutes. That nigga played was on the court in terms of basketball on court. He was on the court for a whole hour. That's ridiculous yeah. when you think about it, because <laughs> like, gee, that man was on the court. For a, on court an hour, and then like literally fifteen plus extra minutes on the court. Like, and do we even know if Jotic is a conditioning god? Hell no. Like, that's the thing. Look at like him. you know, Bron is a is different, and I don't think everybody in the league built that way. But um, another thing, um, there's gonna have to be a time where. Because I saw it in a four-overtime game. The reason that game went to four-overtime was not just some of the you know, bad coaching on Mike Malone part, which it was little of, but the iso ball that Dame and CJ was running. And I understand a lot of other people on that court could not shoot, but they were just running straight iso ball with each other. And both of them was like playing hero ball at the same time. And it almost killed well, them. Who else was going to score? Season. Huh? Who else was going to score? But you can like okay, so let's go back to the Warriors series for a second. Draymond, what Draymond teams, though, G, they're two different teams. You're comparing, but no, I'm saying it like this. 
when Draymond Green does well, knowing that, hey, he's not the best scorer, he facilitates to people who also not that good of a scorer. That's how, let's say Kevin Looney get his points that Andre with other dollars okay, but he's not who he used to be. Got their point off of just moving the ball around. Yeah, but like, like but that's my point. Offense. That's my point. They're two different teams. Like the Warriors, yeah, you could. It's easy to set up easy shots as Draymond for Kevin Looney, Iggy, and all because they're gonna find themselves. But, open. You to, but you, but they did the, but they did the same thing with Ronnie Hood got on the court. Yeah, Hill was the, the freshest player on the court. I understand that, but they still moved the ball around, and that's what I'm saying. Just move the ball around. It was plenty of plays where they got the shot clock to ten. Either CJ ran a floater, or they needed to try to run in that goddamn paint, or shoot a goddamn three, three from somewhere in Portland. So, like, it is. It was times when, and you didn't see that from the Nuggets, right? The Nuggets literally. That was their game to win because it was times in those overtimes where Portland literally made stupid shots. And it wasn't one of those shots that was like, oh, the rim, you know, didn't want it. was just dumb shots. And they, 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 my thing is, it's like, I, I, I hate to see it sometimes is when they continuously just doing that. One, two, three. It doesn't hurt. Like it doesn't. It, there, there's no excuse for people who play team basketball like that. That's not just Spurs basketball. That's not just Warriors basketball. That's basketball when you're moving the ball into different hands. Those people ain't got a score. Alpha Rikomino ain't got to pull up from thirty. But what he can do is bring a defender towards him so he can pass it to somebody who can. If that thing, if that CJ, but me knowing if I'm Mike Malone, they're gonna run another ISO play regardless. All they gonna do is set a screen. All they gonna do is this. That's easier to coach again, and that's, that's what I did with the four freaking done. overtime. That's easier said than done, though. Like that, that's my point. Like that, and then like overtime games like that, you want the ball in your best player's hand no matter what. Like I get what you're saying, like team okay. ball. But like even even I've seen Warriors games where they go to overtime or like multiple overtimes and God forbid they let that happen, where it's the ball stays in Steph hands or KD hands. It's just it's just literally you want the ball in your bet in the best players' hands at all times because like Alpha Ruka, like Alpha ain't that type of guy who's going to play make. His sole purpose is to defend the best player and make an open corner three. That's his job. Mm-hmm. And like Damon CJ but are your playmakers. The game, but the game. Was one off good team basketball. Yeah, because Ronnie Hood came the game and made easy shots. Yeah, he got the freshest leg in the game. That's freaking fantastic. But also, if he don't see the ball, he won't be able to get, you know, acclimate. That's like me. That's like if we playing a shooter, right? And if we going against the same team 5,000 times, and I call Chris for you in to serve me, if you ain't never have no chance of going against this team, not knowing what was going on, not knowing what, and you just had it, I just gave you like here, this and here, you're going to get slapped. But if I integrate you more throughout the goddamn game, throughout the tab on the goddamn court, you're going to know, hey, this is what the defense going to do if the ball gets in my hand. They're still going to double team goddamn game. They still want to double team CJ, so let me get this shot off. 
That's what I'm saying. I know Alfa Camino and them not knowing on the court. Yes, totally different teams. But passing a ball around to create a chaotic offense, which the Spurs did, which the, which the Rockets do, which Golden State does, creates because there's nobody. Dame is dominant in a sense of he can make a shot from anywhere, but he's not Bron type dominant in which Bron is just going to beat you just because he's great, you know? Because if Dame's shot's not falling, they lose the game. Because there's nothing else that's going to help them win. So that's when you need a whole team around you to wield that, right? Brian took that team. I feel like we always go back to this. But Brian took that team last year to a finals off of what? Just his pure greatness, right? Other teams can't do that. They can't rely on Dame's pure greatness to beat the Nuggets. They can't rely on Dame and CJ's together pure greatness to beat the Nuggets. They got to rely on the, uh, the whole entire team. As much as I hate to say this, the Nuggets are a better team. On paper, I agree. So it's, it, it, takes, it takes way, way more than just, you know, and I understand that's the stars. And you want the ball in their hands 90% of the time. But that other 10%, you're going to have to get that team integrated. And it's 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 like if you're if it's easy to defend knowing that Dame and CJ are the ones who have to kill me. Knowing that Dame is gonna try to shoot from thirty, knowing that CJ is gonna if he can't get his shot off, he's gonna try to do that photo. So it's 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 simple. So I that's what I think. I just think they need to get the other team integrated more. I'm a team basketball person. I love I hear you but like you make it seem like they just run and gun them too. Like they do. It's just in that overtime. I'm just saying overtime. That's just what happens. I so because especially like when you're tired, like, like literally, you know, what's going to happen. But at the same time, like you could, it's easy. You could say it's easy to stop, but like niggas know that Kyrie's going to get the ball in the fourth quarter against Boston. Mm-hmm. They still Boston still wins. Cause Kyrie does fucking want. So it's like, you know, Kyrie's going to dri- dribble, drop, dribble, yeah, dribble, drive. That, that's so, but like, but my point is this: like, they're going to do like it's up to you to stop it, and like, and open when it comes to so, overtime, I don't, I don't put, I don't put, tonight, I don't expect right? team basketball to win me a game in overtime. I expect my best players to win me games in overtime. That's the purpose of them being in the but, game. Like I get what you're saying. What them involved? It's not just scoring. It's not. It's just. Yeah, I know that, and that's what I'm about to get to my point. I want the ball in their hand. Like, yeah. Do like do I trust Aminu to make a very clutch shot in a situation where we're probably down by two, where I need to make up the shot immediately? Yeah. No. No. Not really. But do I trust? But if we put Rodney Hood in the game, yes, I'll trust Rodney Hood more. I will put. I will give the ball to Cantor more. But at the same time, Paul Millsap and Jokic is about to double team that man to hell. As soon as he touches the ball, so I can't really get my honestly my third best score on the court. Like, like that's why putting Ronnie Hood in the game and whatever overtime he came in was helpful because they didn't have to worry about because he was already having a good game before that, and then it was just like, oh, we got somebody who can actually pass the ball to, and like if he make to make a big shot, and that's what sealed it, and like. They do a solid job getting everybody involved. It's not like they ball hog and nothing like that. But yeah, it's just at the end of the day, like that's just 
when it comes to overtime games. It's just what happens. Like, it's just what happens. Like, you don't hear about, like, it's very rare you hear, oh, my God, so-and-so made a big shot in overtime. It's about, oh, my God, this, uh, this guy made a big shot and won the game. Like, uh, I don't know, man. That's just something we're going to have to agree or disagree you know, on. That's, see, no just, matter that's what. what history, but that's yeah. the, my point. History dictates that. That's what happens. History don't dictate that. Yes, history it do. is the opposite of that. Gee, okay. history. Bro, I you trying to tell me you remember I, every moment that where Kobe passed no, the ball, Derek Fisher in overtime? No, but that's one person. But I can also remember moments in which the star player gave up the rock in order to make a shot. To somebody he trusted. You, it's like yeah. it's, I never saw LeBron pass the ball to Udonis Haslam and say make the shot. I saw LeBron no, give Kyrie and Kevin Love the ball, but the better basketball play. I'm not so much of you. Just I'm saying what I'm saying is you get other people integrate. You know, it, it's much more like I'm saying. It's much more than putting the basketball in the hoop. It's much more than that. If I am playing, let's just say it again. If we play 2K, let's do 2K when the game really don't matter. If we're playing 2K, in which I know that if you run and go with LeBron James the whole entire game, I'm going to stop you at least once. What's your next option? It's not running and go with LeBron because I cancel that out. Guess what? You pass it to such and such, you know he might not make the shot. But me thinking, okay, he's going to have to pass the ball this time. Let me go out there and get him. You get Brown open right again. What I'm saying it's not so much as you don't get the ball in the star player's hand. Yes, you do that. They do it. They did it last night with KD. No, it didn't happen. No, they didn't win. But they did it at the right time. But what KD did well, it wasn't just ISO, ISO, ISO. The time he made the shots or the shots he attempted was the perfect shot at that time. There wasn't bad shots. CJ and Dave took bad shots. And it wasn't because everybody else on the team was trash. It's just because the way they ran the play. It wasn't, even if it was a duo thing, right? It wasn't CJ passes the day. Danny set the screen for CJ and they played. No, it was literally when they cut the ball up the court, CJ either had the, the ball in his hand for 24 seconds or God darn Dame had it in his hand for 24 seconds. The ball didn't move is what I'm trying to say. It didn't. So the ball has to move. Because the offense becomes stagnant. And to go to your point of, no, you don't, I'm not saying give it to you, Donald Haslam. But Brian, I mean, Chris Bob gave that shot to Ray Allen because he trusts him. And knowing nobody was about Ray Allen at that point. They have to come and get him. Chris Bosch can just tip the ball in, knowing that he's the third best player on that team. Knowing that his ball is the hand the they would have lost the game. <laughs> <laughs> he tipped the ball and he would have lost the game because they needed a three. But guess what? He did the better basketball player instead of Tate Rock, right? Yeah, because right? you trust Ray when, Allen. When people crapped on Brian last year, or was it last year or the year before that? No, no, when he passed the Cal first time, I think it was against that Indiana game. Is we going to knock LeBron for saying it? Oh, you don't have the cut, you know. But what was the better basketball player? Hey, give it to Cal Corbin and hope he makes the shot. And that's what I'm all saying. Like, it's better. They won a game. But it didn't have to go for overtime if it wasn't just Damon. It was plenty of other times in that game when they was down because of the stupid shots Damon sees in Those stupid shots wouldn't happen if they played smarter or offense. 
They got bailed out by Ronnie Hood. But I will argue that literally the Nuggets wasn't doing nothing special offensively either, though. Like, they was, like, both teams were playing ISO heavy ball. And honestly, let's keep it G. Jokic lost that game more because he missed those free throws because he said, give me the fucking ball. Knowing you was about to die. He isolated on Cantor. And guess what? And guess what? That's what happens when you put the ball in the star's hand in the moment that they don't need it. And guess what? Jamal Murray was carrying them too. Like, Jamal Murray was isolated. Like, gee. My point is, like, you're expecting team ball when niggas is playing 60 minutes. That's my point. The game slows down to isolate. That's all that's going to happen. Niggas is tired. I'm telling you, you, that's the terrible. I'm telling you, G, like, it's multiple examples. Like, G, if you watch every overtime game in the past decade, it slows down to iso ball. That's what happens. And I wonder. And I wonder. And both teams isolate. The, the the Spurs don't go to overtime because they avoid overtime, so you can't use them. I don't remember the last time I seen a Spurs overtime game. And the reason the Spurs avoid overtime is because they win. They win games, but at the same time, regardless of but the point and guess what, the Spurs is not in the playoffs right now. So regardless, G, they got they got eliminated. Yeah, they got eliminated. They got that's, that's definitely true. But it last year it shows important. They only use two people, by the way. It definitely yeah, showed. And this year they're doing a better job. It's just when it comes to overtime basketball, that's what happens. That is my point. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it again because we agree to disagree. No, it's broke, bro. We'll move on because I'm, I'm just letting you know. But let's move on to the East. Uh, pretty much, uh, Philly and Raptors is going to war at this point. Uh, when it, all I'm gonna say is Kawhi is pretty much dragging the Raptors. In this whole series, but this is probably the first game he had actual help. That game wasn't Pascal Siakam, so uh, shout out to Kyle Lowry and Marcus all remembering that they're all stars. So, uh, talk over nobody, yeah, no, no, but yeah, so but uh, right now the uh, Raptors Sixers is tied 2-2. Uh, very, this was a big game for the Raptors as a whole. Like, this was one of those games where it would dictate whether or not Kawhi stays. And, like, I feel like for the Raptors to win this series, because I still got the Raptors in six, they need, like, I'm not expecting Kyle Lowry to repeat this performance, but I need Marcus Gasol to perform. Like, when he performs offensively, like, you're doing well on Embiid. It helps a lot when Embiid is not playing well because it gives them a chance. But, like, literally, like, it's moments when I, each game I watch, it's like, I see literally, um, what's that? I see, uh, Mark, I see Kawhi pass the ball to Kyle Lowry, I mean, Mark Gasol, and they just pass it right back to, uh, Kawhi to force a, force a dumb shot. And, this was the first game all series where they didn't pass up shots. Where I feel like they say, mm-hmm. "Okay, we can make this," and that makes a world of a difference. Like Kawhi's playing extremely heavy ISO ball at times. Like that man is splitting double teams like crazy. It's very Jordan esque, and, yeah. and I hate using that because everybody been saying it. But like it's very Jordan esque how this man is splitting double teams, getting to the hole. It's very my players too. But Kawhi's literally carrying these niggas, but. This is the first game all series where he had actual help. That name wasn't Pascal, especially since Pascal's 
playing hurt. So they so shout out to uh Mark Gasol, shout out to Kyle Lowry. Once again, I'm not expecting Kyle Lowry to do this again, but they need this same performance uh going back down going up to the six in game five. Um I would say this though, um and I kinda wanna separate who I'm gonna talk to, I'll talk about um this is just shows the difference between Kawhi and their other niggas in the league. Like right now, there's two people on the island of their own in these playoffs, no matter what, and it's showing. Katie, mm-hmm. that's Kawhi. Leonard. They are literally two different people, and this shows like even Harden is not on that spectrum. Mm-hmm. Greek freaks not on that spectrum. Mm-mm. These two dudes. Has not have a it had well KD only had one, had one in the first round. The rest of these, the rest of the game after that after KD said I'm here y'all know who I am I'm has yet to have a bad game in any way. He probably shot it a bad and I think that that first game against the Rockets, but he has yet to have a bad game uh-huh. in a way of which we might lose because of KD. Because of Curry, Kawhi, I think had I think a, a, a bad game against the. It wasn't the time they lost against the Magic, but I think it was one of them games. And then I think Pascal won. Them. Oh yeah, I know, know what I game you're talking about. Yeah, I know which game exactly which game you're talking about. Yeah, but Kawhi has yet to have a game in which. Oh man, we about to lose because Kawhi ain't putting in work. These two dudes are on a different spectrum in which that we can't even we can't even really talk about mm-hmm. like in terms of why they lost. Like notice when we talked about the Warriors, we didn't say nothing that involves because they playing God basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they playing basketball that 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 only greats know how to play. Like Greek Freak ain't that yet. Greek Freak got bailed out with free throws. Like, uh, Joel and B ain't that yet. Yeah, because that man is getting locked Dang shoot. up. <laughs> Dang shoot iffy. Like, so, I'm not even going. I'm not going to go. Even though Jokic had a fantastic game tonight, I'm not even going to go to uh, the Nuggets. Come on, man. You that's know, that, that's different, G. Different cloth right say? there, G. Different cloth, cloth right there, G. Come on, man. I, I, I'm not. Jesus Christ! Like I'm looking, I'm looking at both they playoff stats right now. Ooh. KD's averaging thirty, pretty much thirty six uh, points. Uh, Kawhi's averaging thirty three, pretty much. And then just like it's ridiculous, like just stat wise, like how dominant they are, G. It's ridiculous. Right, and then like KD's playing good defense. But Kawhi is playing like it. it you you know how with some star players, <coughs> it's like a switch. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and the only oh, person Kawhi that I know fifty percent from three. Say, what'd you say? Kawhi shooting fifty percent from three for the playoffs. That's a, that's a conversation in the zone right there. I think he took. <laughs> I think he dapped up uh, Steph Curry on All Star Weekend and took something. But um, like. Like and I'm not, I only know of another person can, who who doesn't have a switch when it comes to on defense or on offense. Mm-hmm. I don't say speak up because I was literally when this dude was playing. That's Jordan. 
there was no hiding Jordan on plays. There was no, okay, I know Jordan. You switch on Kawhi, that was the worst decision you could make in your life. Mm-hmm. The, the basketball lo- the basketball gods loved you if you made that shot over him, John. You did the perfect thing. When Dr. Boy, Strange throw up the one, when Dr. Strange throw up the one, you did the one thing that won you that basket, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's so good. And so it's it's crazy, bro. I, and he's on a different stratosphere. Uh, it's like it's literally him and then the Raptors. It shows that everybody on that Raptors last year was complete fraud. Complete fraud. I agree. Like, I don't. I, it's 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 just night and day. Thirty nine point fourteen rebounds. Come on, dude. 39.14 rebound, five assists. Against Jimmy Butler. Shoot. Shoot, 65%. Against Jimmy five Butler and Ben Simmons. Three. Against Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons. He had, he had some turnovers. I give him that. He had seven turnovers. Yeah, he, he, well, like I said, he looked like a mop player out there at times today. So, like, the turnover is going to happen. We know. So, but, but yeah, like, the, like, he's been hooping against two of the best defenders in the league. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I will say, Ben Simmons is a top ten defender. Like I give him credit for that because and his position, yeah, yeah. So like he's been holding his own like this whole series. He's been carrying them this whole series. Like like there was a, like the games where Philly has won is because like for one, Jimmy has probably been the best player on Philly this whole series since game two. <clears throat> so like he's been yeah. there uh, like raw uh, cut best player and like. This was one of those games where, once again, I say this often, where Ben Simmons needs to step his ass up and mm-hmm. do more. If Joel Embiid is going through hell because Marcus Gasol and Ibaka is on, hey, we're going to play A1 defense on this nigga. And this is also the first time all series. So shout out to Nick Nurse for a great playoff adjustment. Excuse me. Where literally he put Ibaka and Marcus all on the court at the same time. He didn't do Ooh. this all series. I'm surprised he hasn't done it all playoffs. Like I think they said he only ran that lineup one minute the whole season. I actually where he had Ibaka, Marcus all, Kawhi, uh, Kyle Lowry, and it wasn't Danny Green. It was somebody else. But I was the first time he ran that lineup. And then like he ended the game with Danny Green uh, with them with that four. So like literally, G, that made a hell of a difference, G. Like, like, like. So if Embiid gets switched, he literally has to. Uh, he don't know what the fuck to do. And like, yeah, it's easy to say, for me to pick on Ben Simmons, but I would say at least Embiid has a legit excuse. Ben Simmons doesn't. Like, he doesn't. Like Jimmy's hooping. He is hooping while having to defend Kawhi Leonard. So, like, I need more out of Ben Simmons. Like, he, he had a good game three. He, he had a good game three, solid game two. But, like, we need a better Ben Simmons when Embiid is going to play like this. Because he's getting locked up. He's getting locked the hell up. So, like, I I still got Raptors in six. I'm sticking by it. But I feel like whoever wins game five wins this series. Well, I'm thinking he's going seven. Yeah, but like, even seven. if you win game five, I feel like you win in the series. Like, even go seven, I feel like if you win game five, you win in the series. That's how I feel. Like, 
The Raptors may have to laugh. But if 76ers can use their talent right, they are the second best team in the league, bro. Easily. Easily. If they can just use their talent right, they have a they have a decent bit. Because Ennis been stepping up. James on the Ennis has stepped up. Greg Monroe has stepped up. I think this is the first game Mike Scott came back, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the second. doubt. He played the other game. I don't, remember, I don't remember him on the court, but like he's probably still coming back because he's been out. I feel he's been hurt, so he's probably playing hurt. But yeah, he been, he been, uh, he been, uh, but like like seriously though, like it's get back, Sheba. Dang. It's uh it's they they count this too. It's it it hurts. Uh like watching Philly play and they're not using the talent like how they supposed to. Like, you got to buy his hair. Ben Simmons, if he's able to goddamn consistently get points, is one of the best players in the league. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid is top 10 on debating. So, it all depends if they can if they can just use this kind of correction. And that's a Brett Brown coaching. Agreed. Like he he has to find a way to even though they defended God darn Joel and B well, you get the best player on the God darn court. I mean the best player on your team. You gotta give them better shots. opportunities. You have to get them better opportunities. Like I definitely agree with that. Like that was gonna be my next point. Because, like, I'm not letting him slide because, like, you had a good game. Like, you was the main re- primary reason why you won game three. Primary reason why. Because in, in a very dominant fashion on top of it. So, it was like, mm-hmm. because Embiid finally came out and hooped. So, it's like, you need that same Embiid if you want to win this series. Like, I can't see them winning this series if Embiid is going to have ten, ten, end the game with 10, 15 points. I'm sorry. It's just not. You, you're not. You're not unless Ben Simmons has to drop twenty, minimum twenty. <laughs> like it has to be a minimum. Ben Simmons ain't got, got no excuse because the switches you can do. Like, like it's, it be nobody on the court who could stop him, but Kawhi. I'm about to say you switch because Kawhi ain't got to worry about a hot Jimmy. Bro, Danny Green is good at perimeter defense. Take that nigga to the hole. Like, bro, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it, it's a, it's, it's another one of them culture war. And Nick Nurse is consistently making adjustments. Yep. So, yeah, you have. You have to use your star correctly. So. Like, Brett Brown is hoping to do that. Pop. He needs to call that man and say, what can I do? I'm sure Pop will drop over Jim. And if he's not, he's probably just not picking up the phone for you, unfortunately. Which is tough. Uh, don't trade Anthony Davis to late. <laughs> but, yeah. But anything else we want to talk about this series and move on to uh, the next nah, Let's move on. All right. So, Boston and uh, Boston and uh, Bucks. Um, let me, let me, I'm going to let you. Not good. We ain't gonna miss. Uh, out, bro. I'm gonna watch this series. Uh, 
So if y'all want to know the outcome, I'm pretty sure y'all already knew. Boston lost. They kind of lost money. And this is the thing I haven't gotten from it. Kyrie's in a decline. That's weird. That's really weird. Um, that's, uh, that's something I didn't expect to happen. With Kyrie to continue. Hold on a second. Sorry, I did so long. With Kyrie declining, like not declining, he's just like George Hill is doing a good job defending him. They're doing a good job when they switch off him. Chris Middleton ain't no slack. Like, so it's it's like Kyrie is suffering from my nigga. Get your team involved. You are the leader. Like you are the leader. You have to get this team involved. And not just not just niggas catching and shooting. Like legit. You as much as we as much as we trash. As much as we trash Jason Tatum, it's not his fault you not getting him in. Yeah. And Jason they wasted a finally a good Jason Tatum game because he had twenty four eleven. He he had twenty right. points, eleven rebounds. Like he had a decent game. You wasted a good Jason Tatum game because the first two games he was he had nine points combined. <laughs> Make a trash. Hold on, this is Jason Tatum. He's all right, but he's not real. He's all right, but he's not real. He's yo, all right, but he's yo, not real. Looking at the playoffs, G. Who is the better player between the three sophomores, Joe? It gotta be Ben. Ben dropped 30 in Brooklyn. So it's easily been Ben Simmons. I, like, you know, both both have all three. Mitchell, uh, ben Simmons and Tatum have all been, mid, like, off and on mid. Ben Simmons, at least, you can feel his impact. You can at least see him on the court. It's like moments where, like, like Donovan Mitchell, he just throw up shit. Like, literally, he throws up shit. And then, like, Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Tatum, 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 that nigga not even, bro, my man's not even. That dude gonna stay in even, Boston at this point. Yo, I think he, I think he talked to Danny Ainge like, bro, look, we gonna try to get our best to this final G, but I'm gonna play a little profile so you don't have to trade me. So you can trade like Jalen Brown, because Jalen Brown, he been playing beta. So like, it, I don't, bro, I don't know what to say. Um, yeah. But no, like, he, Kyrie has to get that team together. But, like, Milwaukee. Milwaukee is extremely beatable. It's some Mike Budenholzer team. They're beatable. It always has been beatable. So, like, you... I feel like this has been the main difference, though, is, like, games would be close in the first half. But the Bucks just literally going on a run where it's just like, yo, what the hell between Greek Freak being dominant and they just making threes. True. Which is true. But this is a situation where, man, let Greek Freak kill me. These random people who you just, he's a person you can't. Unless you, you Al Horford in some aspects, because it's not like, you know, it's not like the way it is now. But, like, you just, you just let Greek Freak kill me. Like, let Greek Freak, uh, I don't want to say, like, you know, because you still have to play defense, but you can't have other people confident. That's the worst thing you can do. 
Like a team like you, the Bucks is like you don't want like like Chris Middleton actually's been honestly like until game three been the best player on the Bucks. But like he's yeah. so he's already confident in his damn self. Eric Bledsoe's been mid, but you let George Hill have a good game. George had twenty one. Pat Connaughton, fourteen. Nico had thirteen. Brooke Lopez had seven, but I'm pretty sure you made some important shots. So it's like you're get, like, like the worst you thing you want is that it, team to get involved. Like, like you think about it, like when you say the other than Greg Freak, the worst probably the worst three point shooter on your team is the George Hill and Eric Bledsoe. That ain't that bad. <laughs> like that ain't that bad of a problem to have. Exactly. So like you 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 have to not let these people get comfortable in what mm-hmm. they're doing. You you let just like bro, the best way to beat a broad team is to even if he playmate, those people can't knock down on a shot. Mm-hmm. Best way to beat him. Brock can kill you. Brock can go for 40 and 15 and 7. Still lost because nobody else on his team did it. Mm-hmm. And it, show, it shows the same reason with, with, with the Rockets, how they, they stopping Curry, even though Curry is just not making his shots. But they stopping Curry. And it shows that we can win a game if KD kills us, but Curry don't. So... It's weird, man. They gonna have to. They gonna have to find a way. Like, it's no excuse. Like, they to look though. The Milwaukee Bucks is not that good. Whatever team they walk into in that in that in that in the Eastern Conference Finals is gonna win, and it's gonna show. Philly is too talented. Hopefully, and no one can stop Kawhi Leonard at this point. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree. And Kyrie is too good. And I'm going to let you, after I say this, and you can just go ahead and be your boss to carry the rest of the team. Kyrie is too good to be playing this booty cheese. I want to say he's been, like, he had a good game three. Like, he wasn't horrible. Uh, let's go. Go ahead while you talking. Yeah. Show but, you his last few stats. Like, yeah, he's, like, he's had a, like, game two is probably the worst game I've seen him play in a playoff game. Ever, maybe. But, like, game three, he wasn't horrible. But at the same time, it was just, like, you, like, you're Kyrie Irving at the end of the day. Which I get where you, like, that once again, like, the standard that we put Kyrie in. And, like, I'm probably going to be sound hypocritical here. But you could have did more, like, outside of scoring. Like, yeah, the standard we put Kyrie in, he can't be averaging 22 points in a playoff game. In the playoffs, where you're the leading player, Agreed. you he should not be averaging 22 points. Yeah, he should. He had 29 this game, but but you got to think about it. game one was a team effort, and like honestly, Boston's at their yeah. best when their team effort, and then Kyrie just closes. But like they're not the best play from behind team, especially like you're already missing Marcus Smart. Like you could notice the effect because at least. Like at least if Marcus Smart was playing this series, you could sit here and say, "Well, he, he when you put him on Greek Freak, he's not going to lock him up, but he's going to agitate him. Like he'll Ooh. draw offenses, he'll draw a charge here and there, stuff like in, impact plays. Those are all important. But um, <laughs> shout out to Cam. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like but he like his impact needs to be felt a little better." Like, he shouldn't be letting, like, George Hill outplay him, excuse me, at random points of the game. 
Like it's that's like unacceptable in my book. It's like unacceptable whether it's in whether it's Terry Rozier as well. And if people keep forgetting, Malcolm Brogdon could come back. I think next game if he wanted to, if he wanted to, he could come back next game. But and I feel like he probably they might play him in limited minutes. So like and Malcolm Brogdon is their best shooter. So that's gonna make a hell of a difference if or when he comes back this series. So like. Boston has a lot to do. If they lose tomorrow, my my original pick was uh, Bucks and five. I was being generous because I believed in Kawhi. I mean, I believed in uh, Kyrie to win, take a take them to six. But like as of right now, like it's still Bucks and six. Like I feel like the Boston can win another game. Wait, and they still at home, so it was a good chance they could. They have to win tomorrow. Boston has to win tomorrow. The series is over with. I'm sorry. Like, I don't see the Bucks losing at home again. I don't at all. So, they have to win tomorrow. Like, like tomorrow, Boston has, like, everybody has to get it together. Like, and it has to start with Kyrie. And, like, depending on how this game goes, like, Kyrie, if Kyrie literally shows, like, pulls a, I look like I played hard based on my numbers, but, like, effort-wise, I was like, effort. He's literally a disciple of LeBron, G, because that's prime <laughs> LeBron uh, shit right there. Where it's like my stats say I had a good game, but you can tell my effort. Right, was exactly. <laughs> like, like literally, that frustrates me as LeBron. So, like, I as a LeBron fan. So, like, if I see it, I see it. So, but like, yeah. Regardless, like I, the Celtics are in trouble, but like, but the Bucks, I feel like have really showed like the past two games, like why they're the number one seed like grief freak has played well and then like when it matters they get going these very strong runs and like i get like your take about mike budenholz and like yeah it's mike he's a mike budenholz but he's a really solid coach he's a good coach and he's been out coaching yeah but there's a difference between this team and the Atlanta hawks i would say chris (laughs) middleton's better than kyle corver jeff teague I can't really slam Al Horford here, but I would say he's better than Al Horford. And then also, Greek Freak is better than all of them niggas. That makes a huge ass difference. That's that's just the wow, difference. Man, like fine. you could be a good coach, but it's like when you have players running your personnel, it, it makes a hell of a difference. It runs a hell of a difference. So, but yeah, but uh, Celtics have to win tomorrow. Like this is like this is probably going to be a very important game for the. Uh, for the uh, Celtics tomorrow, like they have to win tomorrow. If not, I say series in five. But I'm gonna stick to. Uh, but I feel like the Celtics is gonna win tomorrow. So, yeah. But uh, that that's it. Go ahead. I ain't got nothing else. Uh, all right. So moving on. Uh, I really don't want to talk about the KD thing. We kind of already slightly, and I don't want to rush through anything. But let's talk about briefly the Brian and Lonzo on the shop. I actually have the clip ready. So the first time ever we're gonna have like a live clip. So I'm just gonna play this one minute clip from that moment of the shot about what the was that? Magic. How did you find out? Yeah, what was that process? I like? through him. You <laughs> <laughs> found out Magic stepped down through him. Yeah, he came locker room. Yeah, and I found out from I found out from Randy. Between my stretching session, my right hand comes to me and say, "Magic just stepped down." And I'm like, "Man, get the fuck out of my face! You bullshit!" <laughs> I go check my phone. I look at it. The shit happened. Personally, for me. I came here to be a part of the Lakers organization, having a conversation with Magic. So it was just weird for him to just be like, I'm out of here. 
and not even have no like, hey, Bron, kiss my ass, I'm gone. It, it's not, it, it wasn't even that. Yeah, but it was different for me. Like, like when I was, I was like, damn, this shit crazy. <laughs> and I took a minute and I was like, yo, cool, so we doing tonight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, if you have if you don't watch the shop, so that pretty much last night a uh, new episode of shop dropping. Uh, at the end, they uh, brought up the magic leaving situation, and based off like this is me listening to it. LeBron, in a way, sound like yo, this nigga really sent me the hell off. Like you couldn't even give me like yeah. like LeBron was like yo, like this nigga got a lot of nerve. You brought me here. That's like. In, like in my book, that's like if okay, LeBron goes to Miami, and then they trade Dwayne Wade, and then Pat Riley steps down. Like nigga, you brought me here. You got a lot of nerve to trade for my best friend, and then you leave, nigga. Like, what's wrong with you? So, but, but like when I look at it, like you could tell, like that took that caught both their ass off guard because it's just like, yo, the hell wrong? This last game of the season, you just. Like, bye. Like, not even give me a... Like, at least... And, like, you got to remember, the Lakers are at home. So, like, they're in the locker room doing what they got to do pregame and stuff. And then, like, you find out that this man quit down the hallway. Yeah, I think the worst part was basically him doing it while the, before a game and not consulting your best player about it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Right. It's, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, like, it, that, that made it, like, it, it was, like, just hearing their takes, it's like, LeBron took the mature route, but, like, you also tell, like, LeBron was hurt, but, like, Lonzo reaction to me said a lot, like, he really didn't give a damn about Magic deep down. He was like, he like, yo, like, when he said, yo, damn, now I thought about it, yo, cool, what are we doing tonight? Like, gee, they, they ready to party, shit. <laughs> like, so. It gives you, it gives you something. Like look into the relationships they had with he mm-hmm. had with the players too, and it kind of and now it's looking like more of it was Magic being president of Lakers was more of a Magic thing than a than a Lakers thing, mm-hmm. and that sucks. It do, like it do because, like, like, like I'm sure like if Magic wasn't so thirsty for LeBron, like LeBron would probably be in Philly right now <laughs> when you think about it because that was the only other team he was thinking about t- going to or talking to was Philly and then Houston was rumored but like Magic was wanted to make sure he had that talk or for all we know LeBron probably was stayed in Cleveland but like Magic wanted that man you broke in like even though that clip didn't mention it like LeBron mentioned like he said yeah this first season is gonna be rough we'll have to bam and all of that, we got young guys and all of that, and like LeBron didn't care. Like he was like, "Look, I'm, I'm gonna do what I can do with this team." And like, when healthy, they were good. And then it's just like it shows that like Magic really just didn't want to really just do it. Like he, he was like he was just quick fixing everything. And I was that's why I feel like he was trying to quick fix it, and he didn't expect it to just go the way it went, and then it just. Like, you just say F everybody, G. Like, LeBron would have been happy with a kiss my ass. Like, G. <laughs> like, yeah. that says a lot. Like, he would have respected it more. Like, yeah, I'm gone. But, like, you just upped and left. Like, 
like, gee, that's just crazy to me. Like, it's crazy. And like you said, the relationship shows. Like, LeBron was like, yo, like, you could at least told me. Like, I thought we was cool. And then Lonzo was like, good riddance, nigga. Like, you could tell, like, they probably didn't have the best relationship. And once again, I feel like this, I've been saying this, Lonzo's probably the most safe of the young guys right now. Like, you have the LeBron stamp of approval. <laughs> like, literally. Like, LeBron wouldn't just, LeBron ain't bringing Ingram and Kuzma to the shop. He brought Lonzo. So, like, I, I say this often. I feel like, like, I'm pretty sure Rob and LeBron talked already. So, I'm positive. So, it is what it is when it comes to that. But like I, I find I found that little small segment interesting though. Like I'm I would love no, I to hear did. extended clip. I want it, I want an extended version of that segment though. Like I would love to hear because I know both have a lot more to say. That was just the edited. All right, we're gonna drop it for the last five minutes of the episode clip. <laughs> so, but yeah. So uh, let's move on to wrestling. Uh, this week in wrestling, really not much happened. Like we pretty much got an idea who's gonna be in the Money in the Bank. Uh, match in the uh, money back is this upcoming Sunday or two Sundays from now? I think it's two uh, Sundays. Probably two. Yeah, it's probably two weeks from it's now. But um, but yeah, so I don't feel like going down the list right now. If I find it, I'll find it. Let me, pull, let me see. Matter of fact, let me pull it up. But uh, let me pull it up. Give me a second. But the main thing I really do want to really talk about is the Leo Rush thing. But Nothing really interesting happened besides, oh, yeah, uh, Jeff Hardy leg exploded, so the Hardy boys aren't the tag teams no more. But we are getting a nice little t- big tag team match just so no- just so we know who will be the new tag team champs, which in itself would be interesting. Let's yeah. see. Elias and Shane might just win that belt. I'm going to be sick if that happens. Dead ass. I really don't want to see that, G. Shane is playing, being an awesome heel right now, so I respect hey. it. Yeah. Let's see, money in the bank. Let's see, oh, ain't it? Ain't G. They need to do a better job on this app. Just having news, just ready to get. All right, Wait, women's money in the bank. Nope. Okay, see, I re- WWE, please, on y'all app, make it where it's easy to get access to noobs, please, so I can find shit like this. It's a little, like, it's annoying not to be able to find this stuff. Uh, let's see, WWE, money in the bank. Here we go. Let's see. All right, here we go. So... The money in the bank entrance is people. Alright, so the women include Naomi, Alexa Bliss, who's making her return to the ring, Bailey, Natalia, Ember Moon, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke being the surprise uh, women's entrance. In my book, like, uh, to me, I don't know what the hell Ruby Ride has done. But please get back in good terms with uh, whoever the hell you offended because Dana Brooke being in the money bank is a little shocking. But um, and then for the men, we have uh Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin, 
please stop putting Baron Corbin in these type of matches. Uh, Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, Andrade, and Finn Balor. Uh, so that's pretty much. You the might major... as well take Finn Balor out the whole entire equation because you know he ain't winning. Yeah, he's not gonna win. I hate when they put champions, especially if the champions are not like dominant heels in the Money in the Bank match. Yeah, because it's automatic. Agreed. But yeah, for the men, I honestly, I see Drew McIntyre probably winning. Like, it's either going to be Drew. If they give it to Ricochet, he'll be like a huge under, like a, a underdog. Strange. But you know, it's a heel. That's a heel thing. Yeah, for I know. me. Yeah, I know. But it's like it's rumored that Ricochet is going to get a heavy push. So I'm interested in just see Ricochet have it if they do, but. It's either going to be uh, Drew McIntyre or Randy Orton. Or Andrade. If they give to Andrade, that says a lot. Like, they're going to push that nigga. That means Andrade. Andrade could take it off of Kofi. Nobody would be mad. He could take it off of Rollins. Nobody would be mad. He could fall to Roman. That's an okay person fall to Roman. Uh You got the Mexican fans back on your back. The indie fans love him. Mm Mm-hmm. He got a solid manager. Like Andrade is the only person other than Finn that I just want to stay away from his father. And I don't hate him. Baron Corbin do not deserve it. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. And then Baron Corbin won it before and then he effed up his uh you did, so no. And then for the women, I feel like this just screams Alexa Bliss to win. It just screams it. Like I would, I wouldn't. I would love Ember Moon to win, but I feel like this just screams Alexa Bliss. Like it's the, probably the best way to get her to. If they plan on putting the belt back on her, she really is probably the best prospect to carry the case again because she had it before, right? And she cashed it on Nia Jax, if I recall, last year, right? Uh, Alex, uh, you talking about Alexa Bliss? Yeah, think so. Yeah, and then they, been, but Bailey, I wouldn't be surprised if she wins. They've been teasing like a heel turn with Bailey, or just she's more of an aggressive person now, which kind of adds to her character, which I'm not mad at. Like I wouldn't be shocked if Bailey won. I would like I said I would love Amber Moon to win, but I don't see it happening. Like they're just they probably, uh, but yeah, so. Oh, yeah, but let's move on. Like nothing really epic happened this week, pretty much. So um, let's talk about the Leo Rush situation, which is like the biggest thing going on when it comes to this. So if you don't know what's been going on with the Leo Rush situation, pretty much the past couple weeks he's garnered some real big heat um, in the backstage, and like pretty much just with a lot of his pride, his ego, which. I understand, but at the same time, you got to also know, like, bro, went to chill at the end of the day. And, like, you're still fresh face. You're still, like, like you, you haven't, he hasn't been in, he hasn't really been in the main roster for, like, a whole year, has he? Like, I don't feel like it's been a whole year. So, like, yeah, you have been very influential in, like, giving Bobby, Bobby Lashley a big push in terms of, like making him like dominant in a way, 
But at the same time, like when I look at stuff like this and it's like I, I like I hate hearing like the term backstage heat because most times over some goofy stuff. But he's legit been goofy like you like like you almost I would say most of the wrestling most of the wrestlers are married or have somebody, family or something that they gotta be away from. Like wrestlers, they travel non goddamn stop. Non stop. But like I don't feel like you need your family with you twenty four seven G when you're on the road. Like if that's the case, you should have married a a, rest, a female wrestler if that was the case in my book. But there's no reason why like is if you're gonna have your family with you, they shouldn't be I would say a presence where it's like it makes the uh back the max the your backstage uh your peers feel uncomfortable or like annoyed or something like that. And it also, if it's also the way you're carrying yourself, then it's like, gee, you just got to watch yourself when it comes to stuff like that. Like, it's not often, like, people don't like seeing loud niggas at the end of the day. And he comes off as a loud nigga. I follow him on social media. So, like, he comes off like he's not scared to say how he feels and stuff like that. But you also got to play it right, too, G. And for you to, like, like, especially if, and this is what really made me not really want to be on Leo Rush's side. Was how he, when Mark Henry got involved, like Mark Henry's in the back for a reason, G. He's in the back for a reason. And if you couldn't keep it real with one of the few, probably the only, like OG backstage that's not Booker T, but like I was, like Booker T's cool, but like Mark Henry's, I feel like it's like legit a nigga, like you can relate to more than Booker T and all of that. Where you couldn't like Mark Henry approaches like yo bro I'm uh, like what yo what's up I'm hearing things and you couldn't even tell him like yo this is going on as if Mark Henry couldn't fix it probably or at least like look out for you G like he like people forget Mark Henry like if you if I highly recommend if you haven't watched the Mark Henry documentary Mark Henry is loved by Vince McMahon like literally that's somebody I would love to have have my back is Mark Henry. If I'm working as a wrestler and I'm black. If Mark Henry's good with Vince Man, then literally Vince Man gonna listen to him. So for Leo to like not even like let Mark Henry know what's going on to help him out and then Finn ba- and then to disrespect Finn Balor. Finn ba- I don't know. I never met Finn Balor personally. And if Finn Balor, if you would love to be on this podcast, we're down to have you on this podcast. Hopefully you know some basketball so we can talk about that too. But if like literally, you gotta be an asshole to Finn Balor, G. You is tweaking. You is tweaking, yeah, G. Big time, and it's unfortunate because Leo, like I like Leo Rush. He's good on a mic. He's done. Like I'm a, I like Bobby Lashley. I'm glad he he was he for one he got Bobby Lashley to take off the goddamn headband, but he made Bobby Lashley actually seem like dominant and sold him off well to the fans. And then now, in a way, you you kind of f Bobby Lashley over because now Bobby Lashley got to probably talk, and Ooh. it's not like you can't really sell the almighty Bobby Lashley angle as well if he don't have somebody at least co-sign him to talk, be that talk, mouthpiece for him. Because Bobby Lashley can't talk unless they plan is to let Bobby Lashley just become his TNA character, which was really good by the way. Then it'll work. But, like, if you want him to, like, just talk to sell, like, promos and stuff, where, like, you, instead of just letting him just beat everybody ass, it kind of hurts. 
because that's what TNA character was was just I'm gonna talk less, I'm gonna say a few things that's some it's like some real nick shit, and then I'm gonna beat your ass. That was Bobby Lashley and TNA, and it worked. And if you're not gonna allow him to be that type of character, it's not gonna work without Leo Rush or at least a strong mouthpiece. So, like people's like it's an L for Bobby Lashley, it's an L for Leo Rush big time because, and they also use gee you. Tweak with the money too. You fumbled in the bag. Like if we're one thing we're yeah. all about is f- not fumbling the bag here in No Chill Media. Like we don't fumble the bag. We are all about get the bag, secure it by all means, and don't fumble it, G. And you fumble Where? the bag. Uh, it's it's shameful because like I hate to see black wrestlers who are doing well, doing really goddamn well, end up in this type of situation. Like. I I hope he figures it out. Like he's able to work everything out, and all. It's gonna take a lot of goddamn work, and it's gonna take a lot of pride being pushed to the goddamn side. But like, you don't ever, ever put your family in danger. Where it's like, yo, uh, I just fumbled the bag. Now we might gotta go to Impact Wrestling. Like, I want you to think about that, G. So uh, they're gonna go to AEW, and the cons is gonna get them million. <laughs> Yeah, a million my ass. But that's all I really got to say about it right now. Like, you go ahead and give your uh, your thoughts on it. Uh, not that much. You you hit everything on the head. And not just that. You know, don't back. Like, my thing is, like, WWE is very big on, bro, you, you create. Like, we give you the, the tools, but you create the masters. Everybody that has ever been over in WWE. It's not always has been a a Vince McMahon success story. Mm-hmm. It's because they was able to wait themselves to captivate the fans. Finn Balor is a big, a larger than life specimen. Roman Reigns, all these people are larger than life specimens or superstars. You know the John Cena, the Seth Rollins, the Rock, all those people. And there's different tiers to them. them levels. I'm not saying all. I'm not putting them all in the same category as each other. But I'm saying these them are the people who created their paths and their own way of what they being. A little eh on Roman, but still, like you yourself have to say this is the reason I worth three hundred more than three hundred thousand. The fans chant my name when I go out there. You know, I I I get I get chased down the street by fans because they love me. You know, I does this. I'm the reason people tune in to Raw. Becky Lynch can say that. Roman can say that. That's the reason they move to SmackDown. Rollins can say that. Finn Balor can mm-hmm. Finn Balor's forever old. Forever good on ourselves. The New Day said that. The New Day had to do it organically on top of it. Right, but... Um... I like I get it together. Like like you said, you're better than what they prescribe you. If you are, show it. But if you don't want to be in the WWE, don't be in the WWE. You go on the internet, so the white people can tell you to go to AEW. Go to AEW. You're just like the same thing. So please. Um, just get it together. Exactly. That's all I care for. Yeah, like get it together, G. Because, like, 
Like he's not like literally he's he's a really <laughs> solid character and all of that. Like on Raw, he's solid for Bobby Lashley. Like it it worked. It worked. And with like what makes it worse is the fact like this comes after saying like Kofi in the New Day literally put on some of the best work like for black superstars in a long time and then Leo Rush comes out and do some goofy shit like this. So it's like and like I don't I hate to make it a black thing, but like it becomes a black thing because how he handled it. Because it's just like, bro, like, regardless, it took a long time for Kofi to get to where he needs to get to. And, like, it took the fans to buy into it and all of that. And just, and like, because literally, this man literally is very, like, we could count on our bare hands how the amount of black champions that's not Mick Carter's we have had. And this is just in me and Daytrail's lifetime of watching wrestling. Like, I know it's older wrestling fans out there. Shout out to uh, J.R. Bang, Cam Quotes, First Black Podcast. Check them out. But, um, like, they, they're, they're like, oh, they're, they, I would say they podcast. They give, they, I'm, I'm learning about niggas who've been wrestling for a long time and all of that. So it's like for Leo Rush to, like, literally kind of be on his head ass stuff, like, after. Like what Kofi's done, you kind of just kind of like trying to push, like the black perception of wrestlers back a couple steps. In in my eyes, if I'm like, I'm trying to think. If I'm like a Cedric Alexander, I get moved up to the main roster finally. Kofi's doing this thing; it gives me hope. If I'm Bobby Lashley, oh, this gives me hope. Then Leo Rush does this; it's like, yo, why? Like you tweaking, G. And, like, I get, like, a couple of his points, like, yeah, like, I don't get no profit off the almighty Bobby Lashley t-shirts. He coined the phrase. I agree. He made Bobby Lashley a vice lord. So, it's like, does he deserve some profit? Yeah, of course. I definitely agree. But after that, it's like, gee, like, it's like a lot of his points I can't agree with. And they also stopped going on social media, G. I I feel like that's what made it worse was, like, you went to social media with it, G, entertained the dirt sheets and all of that. And I feel like that's like a grave sin in my book is like to entertain the dirt sheets and all of that and the marks and the freaking uh dave Meltzers of the world like that's the worst thing you can do is give them an idea a legit idea what's going on in the locker room and like you kind of effed up big time here and like and like like I, i'm gonna restate this i hope he gets it together i hope He's able to reestablish that relationship with the locker room and all of that. It's going to take some work, but at the same time, if they haven't outright released the man yet, like the rumor is he's getting sent down to NXT, then it shows for one, Triple H gives a damn about you enough to keep you somewhere. They didn't send you back to 205 Live. You went to NXT, which is the rumor. So you have an opportunity to redeem yourself. Take advantage of it, G. Just take advantage of it, G. If not, hold that ALG. Life happens. See you on Impact, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, wherever the hell you want to go to, G, if that's the case. Because I feel like this is the type of situation you don't want to be in because there's a lot of wrestlers who probably done some Leo Rush stuff that we don't know of that 
never got a, another opportunity in any other wrestling circuit. So that wasn't probably backyard wrestling. So, but yeah, that's all I got to say about it. It's it's tough. It sucks. But at the end of the day, like he like he put himself in this situation, and it sucks to see like a black a black a black man put himself in this situation where you're literally legit the minority minority of the company. So, so yeah, that's all I gotta say. Uh, I feel like on that note we can end the episode. Um, appreciate you guys for listening. Appreciate uh following us on uh Twitter at Threes from the Ring. Um, they trust doing whatever you can to get reactions, respect. Uh, and I pretty much been try to live tweet as many games as I can as well, and also do a better job on Raw and SmackDown. But uh, much love, much appreciation. Uh, follow No Chill Media on uh, SoundCloud at No Chill Media. Follow the Facebook page at No Chill Media. Uh, and yeah, peace. Appreciate you guys a lot. And peace. Oh, we